Welcome to Rewired Inspired. I am your host, Elena Petrescu, former accountant, now hypnotist and body language business trainer. My purpose is to help you rewire your mind to see infinite possibilities and inspire you to create them in your life and business. I share tips, tools, and strategies that help you suspend this belief so you can quickly overcome challenges, eliminate doubt, remove self-imposed limitations, and create the life and business of your dreams. Good things happen to those who are inspired. Inspired minds are focused and take action. Through inspired action, people evolve, gain confidence, change unwanted behavior, and develop self-awareness, and they realize their full potential, a life with more money, achievement, and impact. You'll hear from leaders that share their story of transformation and how they transitioned from difficult situations towards genuine empowerment in their life and business. You'll learn how you can model their lessons and rewire, inspire your mind to quickly reach your full potential, making your life and financial goals a reality. Are you ready to be inspired? Let's get started. Hi everyone, I'm Elena, I'm your host, and this is my very first episode. And I'm very excited, grateful, and thankful. And I want to say thank you to you, the listener, because I know you've taken time out of your busy schedule to be here with me and listen. Now, before I dive in and talk about being in the moment, I just want to share a little bit about me, who I am, how I got here, what I did to improve my life in spite of all my life experiences. Because one thing is for sure, no one can change your life experience. We can change how we feel about our life experience. That's because we're all about feelings. So, I was born in Romania in a town called Brasov. You know, I didn't have the best childhood ever, simply because my father was an alcoholic. And when he was sober, he was a nice, prominent engineer, and he acted like one. However, when he was drunk, which was most of the time, he would transform into this violent, angry, and cruel person. And he, was, he would always lash out at my mother. He never really played a significant role in my upbringing. In fact, he made me realize that alcohol makes you numb and dumb. He made me realize that I wanted to do something better with my life. I didn't want to fall into his footsteps. Let's say he was just teaching me what not to do. I was 13 years old when my dad was sent to London, England with another engineer to do an important project there. The project was supposed to be for one week and then he was supposed to return home. Well, my dad decided to stay in UK and not return home. And you know, truly we were happy because in a way, our life was now quieter. But now looking back, I think this is the smartest decision he took because this actually helped us. He helped us come out of the communist Romania. Well, we spent the next two years living in Romania with my mom before leaving for London, England to reunite with my father. And I can tell you that my mother was not excited about the reunion. 
He was happy that the move would give us better opportunities than Romania had to offer, but he was not excited about being with my father again. March 20, 1981, we arrived in London, England. The first thing I noticed the moment I stepped out of Heathrow Airport was the fact that the cars were driving on the other side of the road. That was cool to me at that time. My life in UK was tough in the beginning. You know, I couldn't speak English. I had to learn a new language because I had to learn how to communicate with people around me. And going to school was tough too. I had no friends. I didn't even understand what the teachers were saying in the beginning. It was frustrating. And on top of that, at home, you know, our happy family reunion was very short-lived because it didn't take my father long before he started to lash out at my mother in cruelty and violence. He was back to square one. You know, I realized then that he had not changed and that he wasn't going to change. That's who he was. Well, at 16, I left home because life with an abusive alcoholic father was unbearable. My only regret was that I had to leave my mother behind. While my dad's behavior was getting worse and worse, and two years later, my mother came to live with me, and my brother joined the Foreign Legion just to get away from my father. And finally, now we had some peace of quiet, and we had some peace of mind. Well, of course, he blamed me for my mother's leaving, for my brother's leaving, And this progressed, and he turned into a madman with a vengeance towards me. Fast forward, my mom died when I was 24 years old. And that was the most difficult time of my life. I had to come to terms with her passing. It was not easy. For me to transition, I focused on my studies. I completed my accounting and economics degree. And while I was doing that, I met the man who later became my husband and the father of my children. While well, my father's hate towards me became my driving force of my decision to move to Canada and be free once and for all. I didn't want to have to look over my shoulders all the time. And you know, I knew I wanted to have children down the road and I wanted to feel safe. And I wanted to not have that worry about my children not being safe. You know, later I learned that a big chunk of my youth and that during that time, I was constantly in a stress survival mode. And you know, when you live in a stress environment, it is like pressing the gas and the brake at the same time. That's how I felt most of the time during my childhood with my father. Fast forward, we got married, sold everything, packed, and moved to Canada. The moment I set foot on Canadian soil, I experienced this freedom. You know, I experienced life without the burden of the ever-present threat. I felt free. I no longer needed to look over my shoulder. It was a beautiful feeling. Well, the beginning was not easy. You know, we had to adjust make new friends, get used to things. But soon things started to fall into place. We found employment, made new friends, life was good. Fast forward to three years later, 
I gave birth to a baby boy. And things were going along. Everything was fine. Fast forward to year 2000. I quit my job and decided to work for me. Best decision I ever made. I always wanted to be independent, not codependent on anybody. I didn't want to depend on my husband or anybody else. I've learned that from my dad. So I opened my own accounting practice over the years. You know, looking back now, I have helped hundreds of individuals. I helped them save money on their taxes. I helped them grow their business. And I showed them how to create abundance for their families, just like I was doing for myself. And I've been doing this now for over 20 years. You know, I have clients that I've served for over 20 years. And I will continue to serve for as long as I can. Everything was beautiful. You know, my business was growing more and more. We moved to a bigger home. And in 2003, my daughter was born. So things were moving in the right direction. Well, that's what I was thinking. Because a year later, we started having some marital issues. You know, we started arguing mostly about money. We would not see eye to eye anymore. My ex-husband was a big spender. He wanted me to be a housewife. There was no way I wanted what he wanted. I wanted to be independent, not codependent. A man is not a plant. My father taught me well through his behavior. I did try to reconcile our differences many times. It just didn't work. Fast forward to November 2005. I left the marital home with my two kids. Nicole was two years old at the time. And Daniel was eight years old. And I moved to a small apartment I had purchased that same year. I knew it was going to be tough to be a single mom with two kids. But I also knew that I had that desire to excel. I was a survivor. I thank my dad for that because he showed me how to be resilient. I was very disciplined, very focused. I had a very detailed routine where I could sustain my business and take care of my children. Fast forward to 2011, I had my own personal experience that forever changed my life. I remember it like yesterday. It was during a tax season. A new client enters my office and I could see as he was walking in that he had difficulty walking because he was supporting himself with a walker. I usually ask my clients specific questions when, when they come and see me, especially if it's a new client, because it makes me understand their financial needs and how I can help them better. So I was talking to the client. I found out that he had a car accident. Talking to him, I found out he had a car accident five years ago. Well, I quickly took a look at his previous tax return that the other accountant did and immediately noticed that the previous accountant did not apply for what we call a disability tax credit that he was entitled to due to his car accident. So naturally, I explained to him, you know, what disability tax credit was how it applies to him, and how it is easy it was for me to just go back five years, make all the adjustments, and he stood to gain $15,000. 
Now, you know, usually when I tell my clients that they have an unexpected influx of capital coming their way, they're thrilled. Most of them, you know, they start planning how to spend the unexpected money before they even receive it. Well, not this client. I mean, come on, who wants to pay more taxes? Duh. That's no-brainer, right? Well, not this client. This client refused the adjustments. He kept saying, and I quote, I don't want charity. I don't want government charity. I'm not an invalid. Well, it was never clearer to me than in that moment where a few checkboxes on a form meant $15,000, which would have helped him, was refused because of his limiting beliefs. I was not able to convince him that he was entitled to this and that it was a credit and that it was rightfully his. Nothing I said made any difference. Then I realized that in that particular moment, I realized that I needed to learn how the mind works, why we do the things we do, why we behave the way we behave, and how we can get our behavior to match our intention. What makes us tick? I wanted answers. So I started looking into hypnosis training. I took my first hypnosis certification in Vegas. I trained with Marshall Silver. Came back to Toronto six months later because I enjoyed that course so much. Six months later, I came back and signed up with Mike Mandel Hypnosis and I took his class at the University of Toronto. Beautiful class, loved it. A year later, I signed up with Mark Savar, stage hypnosis in Vegas again. I love that class so much. Mark does a hypnosis show in Vegas, and he's been doing that for the past 15 years. And I've learned so much from that course. Then I signed up with NLP Canada and received my NLP certification. And the more I was learning, the more I was fascinated about human behavior. So then I signed up with Center for Body Language in Belgium and got my Body Language Master Training Certificate. I started to love hypnosis more and more. I loved it so much that soon I started to delegate some of my accounting tasks so I can focus more on hypnosis. In the beginning, it was kind of like a hobby. And then I realized that I was helping people get results and not getting paid for it. I also started integrating what I was learning into my own life and into my accounting practice And, you know, I was helping clients rewire their mind when it comes to finances. But most of all, I started to rewire my mind. I started to think differently. I started to feel differently. I was a complete different person. The more I opened myself up, the better and easier life was. And I was attracting more and more clients. Within two years, I tripled my income. I continue my passion for learning and, you know, I continue to spend, I think I spent thousands of dollars in training with the best mentors out there that helped me found my answers. I became an author, a speaker, a trainer. Prior to COVID, I was doing three workshops a year. And, you know, to this day, I continue to grow and learn because when we learn something new, we make new connections in the brain. 
So now that you know a little bit about me, I will talk about being in the moment and how important that is. So consciously, we all want that state of being in the moment. However, before we start making changes, it is important to understand the functions of the mind. And in fact, we have two minds. I want you to imagine that you have two minds, the conscious and the unconscious mind. And I'm going to explain the distinctions between them. And you know, a simple analogy to gain an understanding of how your mind works would be for you to imagine that you have two individuals within yourself. So the first individual is your conscious mind, which represents 12% of your mind, and it's the frontal lobe. Your conscious mind is the component that controls the balancing of logic, discrimination, decision, and reasoning. It acts as a filter to accept or reject suggestions before they go into your unconscious mind. Your conscious mind forms the thoughts you command and hear in your head on a daily basis. It is the part of the brain that is very linear and can only process five plus of minus bits of information at any given time. We have a very, very short span of attention. I'll give you an example of the conscious mind in action. I want you to imagine a place, a city that you visited in the past. For me, that would be London, England, because I lived there for over 15 years. Now, based on your observation about this place, I want you to think about its historic architecture, maybe their transportation system, the scenery places you visited, and more specifically, how it made you feel. For me, when I lived in London, I came to the conclusion that London is a very beautiful city with lots of history and beautiful cathedrals. So now let me ask you, what conclusion did you come up about the place that you visited? And that conclusion would be the example of your conscious mind at work. So now, the unconscious mind. So the unconscious mind is all about feelings. It's who you are. It represents 88% of your brain. It regulates your blood flow, your heart rate, your hormones, temperature. Your unconscious mind never ever sleeps. It's also the part of the brain you store all your memories, emotions, events, and facts about your experiences from this lifetime and from your previous lifetime. And you know, your unconscious mind never argues with your conscious mind and always seeks to fulfill your wishes. Your unconscious mind is also a pattern-making machine. Whenever you do anything, say anything, with repetition and frequency, it creates an unconscious pattern. And, you know, the more you repeat that pattern, the deeper that pattern goes. Also, your unconscious mind does not understand negation. The words no, not, and don't are all neutral words as far as the unconscious mind is concerned. It's like when you say to your child, don't spill the milk. The next thing that happens, they spill the milk. So this is important because you must always use positive words and feelings to create images of what you want to happen. 
in order to experience that in the moment state. So if you tell yourself, for example, I'm going to be nervous and self-conscious, the unconscious mind hears that and sends those emotional responses. That's how the unconscious mind works. So now think of it. How many times have you pictured yourself not being able to speak in public? What you visualize has a direct impact on your mind. You know, you've heard the phrase, be careful what you wish for because you might get it. Yeah, I would rephrase that to be careful what you think of because you manifest it. The truth is everything that has manifested in your life so far is based on your conscious thoughts and beliefs that are passed on as directives to your unconscious mind. So now I want you to think of your mind as a computer and you control the operating system of your computer. You are the programmer of your computer and you get to choose the kind of software you want to install on your computer. So you have, you make a choice, you know, you could choose to install beautiful software, positive, uplifting, or, you know, you can, you choose to put negative software and then, you know, that will collect all those virus and all that garbage. You make that choice because the software that you install on that computer if you install positive and uplifting software, that is what your outcome will be, will be positive and uplifting. If you install negative software, then your outcome will be negative. Okay? Now let's take this example for it for a moment. We've all had a good experience in our life and Having that good experience, we should be able to create that experience over and over again in our mind. So if you can create that positive experience over again and over and over again, then you're able to have your mind and body work together. When your mind and body work together, that's when you experience that being in the moment. Because mind and body are part of the same system. So how can we create that being in the moment experience? Well, I've explained how the mind works, the conscious and the unconscious. And I've explained that the mind creates patterns. So through repetition and frequency that I mentioned earlier on, your mind is creating a pattern. It's like a pattern machine. So when we do something with repetition and frequency, and you do it over and over and over and over, you develop implicit memories. By developing those implicit memories, it becomes an unconscious process and you no longer consciously think about it. So the idea is to develop beautiful implicit memories, to tell yourself a beautiful story and to stop thinking about a story from the past that was not empowering. In fact, you should stop telling that story completely. Anything that has ever happened to you that was not positive in the past, you don't even want to go there. You will stop telling that story moving forward. And you create beautiful stories. When you create those beautiful stories, your mind-body work together. And 
That's how you are in the moment. So you think and feel the exact same feelings. That's being in the moment, okay? Because you will no longer consciously think about it. Your mind automatically does it, you know? It's learning how to drive. Remember when you learned how to drive in the beginning, you know, you had to be more careful, pay attention to the road, pay attention to the mirror, and you remove distraction, you turned off the radio, you are not texting, you're not eating, you're not driving. Well, what happened after you learned how to drive? Well, you learn how to drive and you've been driving for a while and driving. So I want to ask you this question. How many times did you get in your car and you arrived home and you thought to yourself, how the heck did I go there? Well, that's a very specific example of mind-body working together. You were thinking, I want to go home, and you created that unconscious pattern and you're unconsciously it's the process started automatically and you arrived home this is what i call thinking doing and being in the moment thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of rewired inspired if you enjoyed this episode please share it with your colleagues friends and family do you have a question comment or topic idea for a future episode please reach me directly at elenapetrescu.com. And if you haven't already, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. Stay inspired, as there is unlimited potential in your life and business. Thank you for listening.